Who are these Boston Celtics, really? I'm going to talk about it with Tom Westerholm on this Thursday Locked On Celtics podcast. Millies, let's go. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now with me in your headphones, on your speaker, in your car, whatever it is, I appreciate you taking this show with you and making it part of your daily routine. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. You can subscribe to Boston Sports Journal. With the promo code Corrales, you're going to get three bucks or, or five bucks off the annual subscription. It works out to less than three bucks a month, and I've written a book. It's called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Now available wherever books are sold, and I'm doing a virtual book signing on April 29th. That's in just a couple of weeks. So follow my social outlets, uh, RedsArmy underscore John on Twitter. To get more details, uh, Corrales44 on Instagram also. Uh, so the Celtics are are in a, a pretty good position. Uh, they've obviously won 8 of 11, it looks like the Celtics are on the upswing, but you know me, I'm, I'm never sure if what we're seeing is real. So if things are going great, I wonder if it's going too good. If things are going bad, I wonder if things are, are not as bad as they seem. And so I'm going to talk that through with Tom Westerholm, who hosts the Geno, Team, Geno Time podcast and uh, writes for Boston.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Friday to get in on the action. Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. Let's not wait. Let's just dive into it. Here's my conversation with Tom Westerholm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Yeah. All right, Tom Westerholm. We're back. Hi, John Dallas. We uh, Last time we spoke, we were on the edge of you having to do a major mea culpa for all of your negativity. Uh, we have now seen the Celtics win four straight games. And where are we at? Eight out of 11? Still, uh, where, how do you feel about the Celtics right now? No, I'm tripling down. This team stinks. They hate each other. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, they're broken. I think, uh, it's, I think it's time to trade Jason Tatum. Sure. Um, yeah. No, right. I, I follow uh, Gary Tangway on Twitter at – no. At Tom underscore NBA, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, let, 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 let's get let's get down to the real thing here. Um, it, it's always a question of why, and we before when I was I was being a little bit more positive because the why the answer to why was you know I I felt like there was there was some correctable stuff, and now the question is to why are the Celtics here? Why are they at eight? Eight of uh, eleven wins. Uh, is is the why enough for you to say this is more of who this team is, or is this just circumstances and and they owe, they're they're still closer to who they were earlier this season? No, I think 
I, I think one of the things that I'm realizing about kind of the way that I was looking at this team is that the why is is much more related to, to a lot of the weirdness, right? Is is like Jason Tatum had um, COVID, and you know when the Celtics' best player is you know like try, right. like has to take an inhaler before every game, and he's just now starting. <laughs> like, you know, he's still like, oh yeah, I'm getting close. Like he, he still refuses to just kind of say like, yes, I'm good, and like. Which I assume is because he's not good. Like I'm not saying you know what I mean. Can we say? Uh, can we? Can I, can I interrupt you for a second? When yeah. he said, "I take an inhaler," what what was your reaction in that moment of when he said, "Yeah, I, I take an inhaler." <laughs> yeah, get me to Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right. No, yeah. I mean, uh, that was wild, and I think my initial reaction was, <laughs> I. I mean, obviously, like you know, I'm we're all cloud chasers here. I, I went to, I went to go tweet it out. And, um, and my, as I was tweeted out, I was like, Oh, my mentions are about to be just a, just a ugly place for Adam silver right now. Yes. Um, and you know, sure enough, there was a lot of it. Um, yeah, I mean, can confirm. I, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think, like that obviously has a huge impact on the Celtics season. Like he, he's their best player. He's, he's their, their most impactful player when he's great. It just kind of makes everything else make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it makes, it, it simplifies everyone else's role. It, it makes, it, it takes away. Like, I think there's a lot of guys for whom like, okay, if Tatum's the best, the best player on the team, then they don't have to like try to step outside of their comfort zone. And, and I think that really helps some things as well. So this to me, the I, I think that's I think that's the biggest reason why I buy kind of this recent stretch. Now I think there's there's certainly some like you know correction and some like you know I guess regression to the mean here going on where the Celtics were so bad for so long and now they're you know just rattling off win after win and you know I mean we'll see how long this keeps up but I do think that this is probably closer to the team that we you know can expect to see. Because we saw this team last year, you know, when, when Gordon Hayward was out in the bubble during the playoffs, the Celtics were still a good team. And like, it, it never really completely made sense why the Celtics were just completely falling apart. I think one of the things that I thought was, it, it felt to me like there was a real chance that the well would just be poisoned from all the law, lo- from all the losing. And, and that, you know, yes, there's every explanation in the world for why they're losing. There's the weird season. There's Tatum having COVID-19. There's all this stuff. But at the same time, a loss is a loss and, and, you know, it's a zero sum game and, you know, maybe this affects them down the road. Obviously that does not seem to be the case. They've put it together and, and, and now they look like a much better team, a much happier team, a much, you know, more cohesive bunch. And that they deserve a ton of credit for that. And I think that's where my biggest mea culpa comes in is like, I underestimated um, this team's ability to regroup and to kind of become a cohesive unit again. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a a great time for ball busting, right? Because you know, <laughs> I, I love having you on. Obviously, you're a very good friend of mine now, and and you know, we 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 see things from different perspectives. And my perspective, I think, tends to be a lot more theoretical at times, where I see things as. All right. If blah 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 blah, then then okay, I can see this, and and you very much deal in the this is the very thing that we're seeing. This is this is everything that's in front of us. You can you can preach your theoretical stuff, but hey, 
I don't see it. it it's almost like uh, street knowledge versus book knowledge in, in, <laughs> in what we're looking at. Like, yeah, I can preach all of the things that I've been saying. And what happens in a situation like this is sometimes the theoretical stuff pans out. And sometimes it doesn't because a lot of it is it. I deal with a lot of ifs in, in situations like this. And so I'm, I'm happy that a bunch of the ifs that I was talking about worked out because a whole heap of them have worked out. You've got a pretty good batting average right now. (laughs) Right. Right. But you know, really, really what this boils down to is I'm on, I'm on a, uh, a Tatum player of the week kind of run. And then, <laughs> uh, but it's very easy for me to all of a sudden start relying on, on a certain take and have that go, go awry and, and go on a, a, a really like uh, a bad run of, of not really looking at the real situation here. So the, the real situation where the Celtics are is, is what like, We've each, I think, have been right about things this season. And just because some of the things that I've said about this team have panned out doesn't mean that it's uh hey, let's let's let me let me chain this this lawn chair to a light post on Boylston Street because I know the parade's gonna go through here. I want to make sure I stake <laughs> out my spot. Um where are the Celtics? Right now, what is the absolute reality? You have all of the history from this season. You have the recent run. You have still theoretical stuff moving forward. Where do you see this team as it stands in the East? Back with more from Tom Westerholm in just a moment. RockAuto.com is a place you need to go for anything for your car. Simple, complicated, whatever it is. Are you rebuilding something with your car? Are you just looking to replace your wipers or floor mats or whatever it is? Go to rockauto.com. You're going to find a great deal. I've had a few people now get in touch with me and say, Rock Auto has saved them a ton of money. One said that Rock Auto saved them $600, which is crazy. But it makes sense because Rock Auto is going to give you options that you're not going to get at one of those strip mall places where whatever they have on their shelves is what what, the, what they have. You're going to get what they give you. But instead of giving all of your information to that person behind the counter, enter that into rockauto.com and you can save yourself a bunch of money. It doesn't matter if you are a pro or a do-it-yourselfer or really a novice like me because I'm a total novice when it comes to cars, especially now with today's cars. Cannot deal. I cannot deal. But Whatever I need, I can get at rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been helping people for 20 years. So if you go to rockauto.com and enter your information, whether you're getting something like an engine control module or wipers, you know you're going to get the best price because their catalog is very easy to navigate. You're going to see the best parts available for your car no matter what. So go to rockauto.com and... I'm sure you're going to find something that you're going to want to buy if you're shopping for something for your car and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That's how they know we sent you. You've got to make sure you do that. 
Otherwise, they don't know what's coming from us. So write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Lots of sports news out there, including a no-hitter in baseball. So subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast. That's going to get you caught up on everything you need to know. With host Peter Bukowski and our local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's continue the conversation with Tom Westerholm of Boston.com. So that, I think, is such a fascinating question because I think... Thank you. One of the things, when I was looking at this road trip... <laughs> What? No, you said fascinating question. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I I think when I was looking at this road trip, I think one of the things that um, one of the things that really stood out to me is that the Celtics are, are clearly in a better place. And yet they need wins now. <laughs> like, yes. They like because like you can be in a better place, but like th- there's no room now for error because you've put yourself in this situation where a-, a few losses here and there, and all of a sudden you're still, you can be as happy as you want and you're still in the playing game. And, and so I-, I think that's, what's, what's really interesting about where I see the Celtics right now is they, they had, they have all this momentum. They have all the, like, like these positive feelings and, and, and they're justified. Like this team, there's all kinds of reasons. I think, yeah, I think it was you who I was. I think it was on the last time we talked on the pod where you pointed out that the the big rotation just makes more sense now, and yep. like like some of this, you know, some of the even though Daniel Tice is a good player, just kind of trimming down some of that excess and and having you know more um, sort of reasonable rotations has has really helped this team. Jason Tatum is really good again. Um, you know, when Evan Fournier comes back, uh, like, you know, hopefully he, hopefully his, I mean, we assume this is COVID at this point, I guess, but like, hopefully his COVID symptoms, you know, don't, don't last and then he can come back healthy. Cause if he can, I mean, this, this team is, is really, really tough, I think. Yep. Um, and all of those things can be true. And yet it, like the Celtics, I mean, you look ahead to, I think it's next week. They have a back to back against Phoenix and Brooklyn, yeah, which is a right. home and away. Right. And it's like, they're like, there's a good chance they lose both of those games. And it's like, you got to, you got to bank a bunch of wins right now. If you're hoping to get that four seed, because there's a good chance you lose both of those. And then you've lost, you know, some of your momentum again. So it, it, it's this weird thing where, I, I think they're I think they're a lot better. I think there's a real I think there's real reason for optimism around this team, even this year. Um, and yet there's just so little margin for error. They've given themselves so little margin for error. Um, and, you know, circumstances have taken away their margin for error. It, it really does go both ways, I think, um, with the way the season is, has kind of uh, has kind of unfolded. Yeah. So this team. For all of its back and forth, I think this is still a team that has historically struggled with success. You go back into the bubble, you go back into last season, where a majority of these players are the same. I think right now, this season is kind of, sort of, a microcosm of um, like an actual game for the Celtics, where they fell behind by a lot early. Now, here they come, rallying. And we're waiting to see what do they do to finish. Can they finish and follow through, or do they fall just short? So, great. They they have beaten Houston. They have beaten Charlotte. 
the nice wins, really nice wins. Like the New York win is a nice win. I count yeah. Minnesota as a nice win. Like throw the record out against Minnesota. I do too. I don't understand why everyone thought that was such a bad win. I was like, I, because you look at the record because you look at the record. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Carl Anthony Towns is really damn good. And, and D'Lo made some choices that I disagree with, but (laughs) Minnesota is closer to the preseason expectations than they are to their record. I believe a hundred percent agree. Yes. So, that's that's not a bad win considering how they started the game. Denver, all things considered, a nice win, especially you know just the the the, the way that that fourth quarter went. Portland's, a, I think, it was a really nice win. Yeah. So, really great that the Celtics have done this. The Lakers, it's possible that this Lakers game can be uh, a continuation of this. It's also possible that they screw up against Golden State. They screw up against Chicago, and they get trounced by Phoenix and Brooklyn. Like there are, there are very distinct uh, paths here where they can come home. We feel good about this team. They beat the Lakers, and we say, "Wow, the Celtics are right there, either in fourth or close to fourth." And here we go. And I do all my victory laps and feel real good about myself. And then Golden State and Chicago end up being like lazy games. And Phoenix and Brooklyn are reminders that, whoa, Celtics are not in that class. And where do we sit? I think it's also equally possible that they come back to Boston. They beat Golden State. They beat Chicago. And they win one of those two back-to-back games. And it's like, wow. Look at this Celtics team. They are amazing. This is this is what we were waiting for this season. I really think that we're at 50-50 as far as the possibilities yeah. here. Yeah. I, well, and it'll be hilarious if they if they if if the second one happened because let's say they win one of those. I mean, all of a sudden, like I, I really think like the national narrative would then shift to like could the Celtics make another run like to the Eastern conference? Could they, could they push like, you know, a, yes. a team to the finals? And it's like, I mean, I am, I am very much not ready to go there. I, I mean, we had on the, the Gino time, we had uh, Sam Sheehan on who declared that the Celtics were going to win the championship and everybody who retweeted <laughs> it. And he declared that everybody who retweeted our episode would get $400 if the Celtics didn't win the championship. So well, we'll plug there oh, for everyone listening. Go retweet that episode. Yeah, go go claim your go claim your Sam Sheehan stimulus. But um, the now, are those Sheehan bucks or actual U.S. ten? Well, he did say terms and conditions apply. Ah. <laughs> uh, so uh, contractually binding, I do not think it is. But um, you know, I but I, I think that I, I very much think that like the national narrative would go would just go sky high. I mean, because partly because there just hasn't been like a super compelling story in like a couple of weeks i feel like like there just hasn't been that sort of like you know like the nets have been really good for a while and like they're still really good and you know joel Embiid is back but he's probably not the mvp anymore because like you know and like but if the celtics come on strong everybody's gonna be like whoa here we go there's gonna be a rush to say oh you don't want to play these guys in the playoffs exactly exactly well should the should the team that's in the in first try to get to second so they don't have to face the celtics in the yeah (laughs) right (laughs) right um which brings up there's so many like you're writing you're you're talking I'm like I've got a, a page full of notes here to ask you questions here that would bring up interesting expectations and 
I think that would that would take like Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. It would be an interesting roller coaster for them because they would have gone from big expectations and now they're failing to they have this run and if they beat Golden State and Chicago and one of Phoenix and Brooklyn and all of a sudden they're in fourth and maybe maybe by a game or two, then all of a sudden it flips and it becomes, hey, it was just the circumstances and those guys, I feel like maybe maybe people double down on, hey, Brad is actually good and D- Danny Ainge is actually good. And then when they go into the conference, maybe finals and lose, people are like, oh, oh, they actually suck now. Like the <laughs> expectations roller coaster that could be coming up this season would be kind of wild. Going to wrap up the conversation with Tom next. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whatever it is that you want to bet on, NBA, baseball, hockey, sports around the, the world, it's all available on Bet Online. They even cover awards, TV shows, reality TV. Uh, so check them out. They've got you covered. Go sign up at uh, betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So whatever you want to deposit, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, $50, $100 welcome bonus with the promo code locked on on your first deposit. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. Use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. NBA Draft is right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it, so make sure you're following the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. They've got scouting reports, rumors, mock drafts, all that stuff. Four days a week from credentialed credentialed draft experts. Make sure you're following the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, let's wrap up the conversation with Tom Westerholm of Boston.com. Yeah, that would be hilarious, honestly. Like, Because, I mean, genuinely, that is exactly what would, I mean. And, and I mean, realistically, I, I think, too, you, you look at who they would probably be facing in the Eastern Conference semifinals, they're probably looking at Brooklyn, right? Or, or you know, maybe maybe Philly, if uh, you know if the matchup is, it, it, which is a brutal matchup for them anyway. Like, there's a good chance they like. There's a very good chance that what happens to the Celtics is that they earn the number four seed and then they you know put up a put up a fight but lose in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And if the narrative shifts so hard to like the Celtics are like this team again, if they lose in the semifinals, it's 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 legitimately going to be like right. Brad Stevens can't win. Right. He can't win in the playoffs. Exactly. He's a, he's a great regular season coach. Send this guy to, you know, UNC. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's right. going to be something, man. I think uh, of, all your, of all your theoretical if predictions, I think this is the one where it's like, oh, yeah, like, this all comes back to Brad Stevens once again being terrible at coaching in everybody's eyes. A hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. And so this brings us back to where did we think this team was going to be before the season? And... Instead of getting caught up in the twists and turns, like Brad Stevens loves to use the roller coaster comparison. 
And to to that, you know when you get on the roller coaster that you're going to end up at a certain spot. And the ups and downs don't matter. At the end, you're going to be here. I always thought that this team, its ceiling was fourth seed. I didn't think that they were good enough to be better than Milwaukee, Philly, or Brooklyn. Fourth seed and a loss in the conference finals was always the way I thought this season was going to go. And so ups and downs and lefts and rights, it doesn't matter. If they go to the conference finals, then that's exactly where I thought they were going to go. If they lose a series before, it's not some great grand failure. It's, all right, it didn't work out. You, you lost in one series before. This was never a finals contender. Did anybody come into this season, even with your best expectations, did you come into the season saying, yeah, this, this Celtics team, Celtics-Lakers could happen, and I don't know, man. I think, that, I think this is Boston's time. I think I think you could have talked yourself into it before the season. I honestly do because think about like before the season for one thing, Brooklyn didn't have James Harden. So, Brooklyn wasn't this like super like we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know how good Kevin Durant would be when he came back from his injury. Like we did not know that the Nets were going to be this like really really tough team. We didn't know, I mean, like everybody coming into the season was just kind of like as eh, Milwaukee, like fraudulent in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> and I mean, it's still possible that Milwaukee is fraudulent in the playoffs. Like we don't know. Um, Philly, like we didn't know that Joel Embiid was going to be Joel, like what he has been this season. I mean, no, he's sure. been like, he's, this is easily the best season of his career. So, I mean, like I thought the Celtics got worse, obviously during the off season, but like, I'm not, I'm not sure that it was this like, okay, the Celtics are definitely the four seed. There's definitely three teams that are better than them. Um, like in, in terms of sort of like the, the, I guess the local and national conversation, it, it felt like the East was kind of there for the taking if Brooklyn wasn't going to be Brooklyn. And then Brooklyn was Brooklyn. And then they also went out and caught um, James Harden, which um, maybe conversation for a different night, but that, that to me is, I think, one area where I, I do, I am curious if the Celtics wish they had that one back because um, the fact that he went to their, to, to a, you know, Eastern conference, even divisional rival um, and, and like they didn't get him and not, and they also have to compete with him in the East. Now. I wonder if uh, I wonder if there's any regret there, especially given how well he's played as a um, sort of as a teammate there. But the, I think overall though, there was reason to talk yourself into this Celtics team before the year. Um, which I think is probably part of the reason why the reaction to them struggling was as strong as it was. Now, I feel like the Celtics have been playing Tatum and Brown a lot. If you look at this last game, Jalen Brown played 40 minutes. Jason Tatum played 38. Um, in In light of Jamal Murray's injury and the usage and... The, the, the per-game numbers put Jason Tatum near the top of the, uh, the NBA when he returned, but the, the total has him a little bit further down the list. But I'm still not entirely comfortable with where the numbers are as far as how much they're playing. So here's, here's – I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure if the Celtics have put themselves in a position – where they're 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 cashing in too many chips 
when it comes to Tatum and Brown. Now, Tatum obviously is having a really nice run. And, and Jalen Brown, I, I looked at the, like, people are touting Jason Tatum's numbers over the last 11 games. Jalen Brown's, like, pretty close to him over the last 11 games. They're both being, they're, they're both, like, really, really good. But are you afraid at all about how many minutes these guys are playing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see how you could not be. I mean, look, not, not just the, because it's not just the minutes, right? Like, um, Tatum is Tatum is eighth in the NBA in minutes at like per game at 35.7. Like 35.7 is a lot, but it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like he's playing like 39 minutes a game or something like that. Sure, it's, sure. Um, but it, it's just, it's the volume, right? Or, or it's, it's I, uh, rather it's the, uh, it's the schedule where everything is just packed together. And he's, it's not just that he's playing 35 minutes. It's that he played 35 minutes on, you know, like on like any given week, he could play 35 minutes on Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And there might be like a travel day in between the two. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I, I think Baxter Holmes just posted a, a story on ESPN that had a bunch of um, NBA coaches and, and GMs talking about how devastating this season is, is going to be down the line. Cause I think, the other thing to remember is that this this season, obviously, there was very little offseason. After this season, there's once again going to be a shortened offseason because right. they're trying to get back on schedule. So, like, we don't know what this is all going to look like next year. And, like, sure, there's going to be a little bit more of a break. But, I mean, at some point, this is all going to start catching up to people. And, and I, think, um, I, I think the scariest thing for the NBA should be the fact that the you know for the most part its highest minute players are its best players are its stars are its you know it's um you know you go through that list and James Harden is number 1 um you know Damian Lillard is number 5 like Tatum is number 8 Jamal Murray was number 10 Nikola Jokic is 11 Bradley Beal 12 like these are your best players and these are the people these are the guys that people are tuning in to see these are the guys that people are going to start buying tickets to go watch again soon like you're going to have that whole revenue stream if I'm the NBA, I'm genuinely very concerned about, um, yeah, just like a, a, about those guys missing time. Like you can't afford that, man. Like this, the, like it's 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 a scary situation. I feel like. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually very afraid, and and this brings back the the Fournier conversation, where maybe Fournier can be a savior, not even necessarily in terms of. Hey, he's averaging X amount of points off the bench, but if Fournier and I don't know, like the 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 NBA and the Players Association announced on Wednesday that no players tested positive in their recent rounds of testing, which means I believe that Fournier didn't test positive that this is contact tracing, right? Do you get that, or was that in the prior? Would he have been in the prior one? It feels like this would be in the in that in that mix. I, it's it's so hard to I'm say. Not, I'm not certain on the timing. Yeah, uh, it it feels like in their most recent uh, round of testing that he might not have been positive. But whatever it is, if he can come back and, and well, and obviously, but but as we're baselessly speculating on a man's health, um, it, it like it would make some sense if there was like a contact tracing thing. If I mean, he had to do all that travel when he got traded. Um, it would make some sense if he like actually, you know, came into contact with someone. Well, he um, already got caught track. up in this. Like he had, he got caught up in the health and safety protocols, yeah. and it was a false positive. Yeah. And so, 
Is it another false positive? And is it Brad Stevens is saying, okay, I, let, let me back up for a second. Based on what we've seen from this season, it feels like there's an abundance of caution, as you've said, and the the NBA is not letting guys join the team on road trips. So Fournier might be, if this was three straight home games, would he have been able to play? But because they're on the road, he can't join the team on the road? Like... But regardless, it doesn't matter. I'm so sick of speculating about this stuff. If Fournier is available when they come back, he can be an important piece, not because, not just because he can score points off the bench. And when we look at the Celtics bench scoring against the, the Blazers, what do we have? 10 points off the bench uh, against the Blazers and Carmelo Anthony had 25 on his own, and they're outscored 34 to 10. So Fournier can obviously help with that, but also Fournier can help keep Tatum and Brown's minutes down by eating some of their minutes. And if there's any one thing I'm looking forward to with Fournier, it might be eating into like two minutes on either side of when they sub in and out. And if you take a minute or two here and a minute two there, instead of 40 minutes, it now becomes 34, 35 minutes. And now we're easing into a much more comfortable spot for these guys. And I wonder if that's why Brad Stevens is playing these guys as much as he has, because he has not really played players 38 and 40 minutes a game in regular season games. I've, I don't recall seeing him do that regularly before, but he's doing it now, and I feel like there has to be some payoff on the other side. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a good point. And I, and I think the the other thing that getting Fournier back might do too is just like beyond uh, trimming minutes here and there, maybe just like a couple of days off. Like, you know, like especially yes. – I think especially for – I think especially for Jalen, um, you know, with, with the knee tendonitis and everything that he's been going through there, it feels like – and, and I mean, positionally, it feels like it makes a little more sense um, for him as well. But yeah, just getting, just buying Jalen some time off. I mean, um, again, in that Baxter Holmes article, there was a, there was a GM or somebody who said that like these players look like they're like 900 years old when they're going from, you know, from, from the bench to the treatment, you know, after the game or whatever it is, like they're just hobbling around and we, we see so little of these guys, but I have noticed that like every time Jalen Brown stands up and sits down from his media sessions, it is it is laborious. Like yeah. he is uh, yeah. like, it, it's like, it's those like progressive commercials where they're trying to teach you not to be your parents. And it's like, <laughs> can you sit down with, like, can you sit down without grunting? And Jalen Brown cannot sit down without grunting right now. Like, um, so it would probably be nice for him to get a couple of days off. And I think Fournier allows for that, or at least helps to allow for that. And look, those guys look, we'll, we'll pull a curtain back. It takes a long time for these guys to come out after yeah. games. And it's not because they're sitting around eating sandwiches. There's, there's. I mean, we don't know. We're not, <laughs> me, me, they might be it eating is. sandwiches. <laughs> um, but I'm sure those guys would really like to get out of the locker room and get wherever they need to go. And as much as personally, I'll admit, be like, hey guys, love to talk to you any minute now. But I think, I think that there's, there's a little extra treatment going on. 
with yeah. Tatum and with Brown. And I think that, and, and even with Kemba Walker, like those guys, they, they tend to come out late. And anybody that watches the NBC Sports Boston postgame show, like I'm not, I'm not letting people in on trade secrets. Like if you watch the postgame show, they put the they put player zooms on there, and certain players, I'm sure you can tell, certain players come out quicker, and certain players maybe you don't see their postgame zooms, and that's <laughs> why. So, I I just am looking forward to a full healthy roster and I want to see how that goes. But ultimately as we wrap this up, I think what we've learned from this team is they're better than the, what they've shown. They may be setting themselves up for maybe uh expectations that are a little too high. Like we're going to start flipping it. Like yeah. I've been super optimistic all this time and then people are going to be like going way too the too far the other way and I'm going to be like, "Whoa, let's pull back these expectations now." And I'm not going to be as optimistic because this winning streak is just a course correction more than it is like some harbinger of, hey, this team is now a contender. Well, that'll that'll be great because then um, the next time you're on Geno time, you'll fit right in, man. We, <laughs> we've, got, we've got more than enough room for negativity uh, for you uh, over on our channel. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll just leave it there. Tom Westerholm of Boston.com, host of Geno Time, and not as negative as he comes off on the podcast. Tom, thanks for hopping on the podcast. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. And that'll do it. Thank you to Tom. Follow him on Twitter at Tom underscore NBA. Back after the Celtics Lakers for the Friday podcast, which will be a post-game podcast, hopefully after a win and the Celtics, uh, maybe a 3-0 road trip. That'll be big. So subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. If this is your first time, welcome aboard. Thank you for uh, checking the show out. Hope you've enjoyed it. Regular listeners, I hope you give this show a five-star rating and a good written review wherever you get your podcasts. And share the podcast. That's the most important thing. Tell everybody that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet.